previously on ImpTab Avatar. After having taken some time to just really get some emotions out there in the swamp, our heroes decided they were going to head to the Banyan Grove tree itself and try and go on some more of these vision quests and see if they could learn some things about what they need to do moving forward on their mission here. Kiyomi was there with them to guide them in these meditations and each of them saw pretty different things. Amar saw a man using a walk at a restaurant called the Persimmering Dragon in a village that he kind of recognized from his youth. Zaya went through a more internal sort of vision, where she discovered that the one person who could really help her to overcome her past was herself, that she needed to be able to forgive herself in order to do so. And Jetsun discovered that Taya apparently is working for Fire Lord Sozin and reporting directly back to him. Amar further was able to remember that Lord Sozin had sent him on this mission as a way to reclaim the honor of his family, and putting all of these pieces together decided that Amar probably was sent on this mission from the very beginning because Lord Sozin wanted him out of the way, he wanted to get the Ukami family completely out of the spotlight so that they could ignore that kind of stain on the Fire Nation's dignity, and that Taya had been a big part of making that happen. And after all of these visions had taken place, our heroes realized that Kiyomi suddenly was not there anymore. They went to go find where she was and discovered that she had been subsumed into a terrible monster, the Swamp Swallower, out there in the middle of the swamp, which had also subsumed Washa and Vinny. And after an altercation with this Swamp Swallower, discovered that a poor little squirrel frog had been contaminated by some of Roken's jewelry. The whole thing about him messing up the spiritual flow of this place, very much coming directly into their faces and trying to punch them off. So they decided, okay, we've got these two, we're going to get them out of the swamp. We left off with our heroes finally heading back towards the village. What's going to happen when they arrive, and where are they going to go from here? Let's find out here in the world of Avatar Legends. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar, the Avatar Legends actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Caleb Anderton, not ready for snow. McKenna Steele, ready for Christmas. <laughs> and Christian Randall, it is too early for both. Christian Randall supports his wife in how much <laughs> she loves Christmas. Yeah, we're just going to get the plugs in very, very early in this episode, and I'm going to plug Furry Christmas, one of our fake campaigns <gasps> oh, that we yeah. did last year. That was a fun one. It has our cat in it. It's just a good time <laughs> overall. Go check that if you're looking to be in the Christmas spirit like me and McKenna, unlike these other humbugs here. <laughs> what will we do, Ned? I, what will we do? I guess Halloween is over, so you can start getting in the spirit. It's the holidays. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once November is here, it's all good. I'll just say, working as a graphic designer for a marketing company, we printed Christmas cards for one of our clients like a month ago. Oh, wow. So <laughs> when you're in marketing, it's never too early to start thinking about the holidays. You're already in the holiday spirit. And also, when you you are just a kind-hearted soul who loves to feel joy. It's never too early to start thinking about the holidays either. Uh, Ned, I love you. Well, speaking of feeling joy, this is not a good segue, but are you going to feel joy when you get back to the Swampbender Village? Let's find out. Yeah. Yeah, you guys heading back through the swamp, and as you approach, you can kind of smell some of the vestiges of the feast, like people are definitely cleaning up. And as you start getting even closer, you can hear a bunch of different voices from like different parts from around the village calling out Kiyomi's name. Oh, uh, Kiyomi, I don't think you were supposed to. 
Oh, well, that is my fault, I guess. Yeah, don't try and foist your own insecurities on me, old man. <laughs> I wouldn't dream of it. Let's pull these ne'er-do-wells back into the camp. I don't want to have to do anything with them. That one is really sweaty. And uh, maybe Jetsoon, you can go ahead and let them know your part in having a lost Kiyumi. I will take full responsibility for being drawn to the spiritual center of the swamp. I'm an old man. They'll understand. I'm going to go find some leftovers. There's got to be something left, right? Ooh, grab me a plate. Okay. You go heading off to see what else you can scrounge up from the feast. And the rest of you, as you're entering in, you can see that Mama Millie is not too far from where you are. She's kind of wringing her hands together, looking around furtively. And when she spots you, she starts kind of rushing towards you in her old hobble and says, Kiyumi, you darling little girl, get over here. Let me buddy your biscuits. <laughs> Kiyumi lowers her head and kind of rolls her eyes and starts moving forward. Mama Millie goes like she's going to get give her a noogie, but then just starts like grabbing her cheeks and pulling him back and forth like, oh, I was so worried sick about you, you sweet little girl. What on earth are you thinking running off into the woods by yourself like that? I'm sorry, that is my fault. Uh, after the encounter we had, I felt drawn towards the tree in the center of the swamp. And Kiyumi, as our promised guide, was obligated to assist me. Th that is my fault. I do apologize. And by this point, Rui Pan has noticed this kind of reunion here, and he's stepping towards you and says, So you're saying that even though she left when she wasn't supposed to, at least something good came out of it? Is that what you're telling me? And he's looking at her very disapprovingly. That is what I say. Yes, in fact, as my friends and I have found... A broader scope and awareness of what's around you can really help you make the proper choices in life. Well, I'm glad that you were all able to broaden your horizons. Young Kiyumi here, however, we'll need to keep an especially close eye on here after you folks leave. Oh. Oh. Roy Pan, do you mind if we walk for a minute? Uh, like you and me? Is that what you're... Yeah. The two of us walking together? Yeah, and I'll just okay. go ahead and take his arm and just go for a little stroll. We mean no harm and did not mean any getting her in trouble. But I wanted to let you know she is more than ready for when it is her time to take over. She is smart, she is intuitive, she is so worried of disappointing you, but she, she is so ready to learn everything and we would not have been able to get anything we needed done in our time here without her help. You can trust her more than you think. Well, it's good to hear that at least she's starting to take on some of those responsibilities. Hopefully, moving forward, as she stays here in the swamp, she will be able to prepare herself to lead these people, as you have said. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for everything you've done. We really appreciate it. Of course. And don't worry, we'll be out of your hair soon. Yeah, hopefully you can get those other folks out of here pretty soon as well. An entire one quarter of our feast went to just that one terrible man. He really is terrible. Don't worry, we'll give him a good... We'll take care of him. We'll take care of him. Don't don't worry. Very good. Now, I'm sure there's some leftovers over there. I know there's a nice pot of grits still bubbling on the stove. Those are my favorite. I'll be right back. <laughs> on your way over, you bump into Amar, who's carrying a bowl for you already. Oh, here you go. Oh, hey, oh, I got... Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, there wasn't much left, but uh, I, I got whatever I could. I think there's probably a piece of flying boar bacon in there. Hey, this is my favorite. Thank you. And I'll give you a big old hug. Oh. Sorry. That's okay. I'm just really excited about my, my grits. <laughs> Thanks. Um, 
we should probably go save Jetsun from sticking his foot in his mouth more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, I got some food for him too. He's probably starved. I mean, he's nothing but skin and bones. I know. I'm talking to Mama Millie. Oh yes, actually, I, as an Airbender, I have to be quite flexible. I can actually fit my foot in my mouth, not entirely. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you see, oh, reminds me of my salad days when I was young and very lithe. I could twist and bend like any of the willows around here. Unfortunately, I've been a little bit more uh, spending some time sitting down and not doing so much. You know how it gets. Not really. <laughs> but I'm sure you're as lithe as ever, Mama Millie. Uh, would you point me in the direction of the others? I'll I'll drag these two ruffians over there so they're all put together and we can go ahead and round them up and get them out of your hair as soon as possible. Oh yeah, we put them all over there. And she points towards this one platform just in the middle of the swamp and like, although there are plenty of pockets of swamp benders kind of milling about the place, there's just this wide berth of nobody at all within several, several meters of this place. <laughs> just because, you know, the second you step too close, it's like Florida. You have the swamp and then you have the Florida swamp. He's carrying his own humidity around. That's disgusting. Yeah, an increase of gnats and other little flying insects the closer you get to him. Oh, I hate gnats. Let's get rid of this guy. This guy's gross. Yeah. I'm just I'm assuming we're just heading to wherever we see Jetsun going at that point. Hey, Jetsun, we brought through some grits. Oh, delicious. Would anyone like my flying boar bacon bits? I already ate it. Oh, wonderful. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um what are our thoughts on the Kiyumi situation? I think maybe we let Wanshi Tong know. He tends to have a bit more sway, and being a spirit, he might be able to help out. Maybe he could talk to that frog squirrel and have him deliver a message. They just they are very spiritual people. It might mean more coming from him than from any of us normal people. Yes, we are quite normal. You know, Kumi has done a lot of growing over the past few days just since we've been here. I feel like, of course, we should help out in any way we can. But also, I have a feeling that she might have an easier time speaking up for herself now than she would have a few days ago. I believe that, too. We have sort of set the idea forward, and maybe she can go ahead and drive the point home. We should trust her to lead her own life. And, ma- and maybe send a letter in, like, a bunt and see how it's going and, and then intervene from there if we have to. <laughs> Or just, or just send in a letter just to keep in touch. Either way. I'm sure if you ask her to be your pin pal, she would say yes. Okay. Um, at this point, I will have all of the folks kind of tied up together and sitting on the platform. You just said folks. Yeah. Is that? I don't like the L being pronounced. <laughs> you got to pronounce it a little bit. Folks just sounds weird. And if we're in the swamp, you really got to pronounce it. Yeah. Folks. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> You've just been picking up their dialect. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. All right, all right. First of all, what are we doing with these guys? Are we really just going to let them all go? I mean, they're all pretty gross, but, like, do we just get them out, tell them to go home? What do we do? You can drop them off uh, in Ba Sing Se. <laughs> it's a long, long way to Ba Sing Se. Yeah, a little out of our way, but... I don't know how far we can trust them, but I'm fairly certain they don't want to be here either. I think if we get them out of the swamp, into the desert, and on their way... We tracked them down pretty easy this time. We could track them down again. If they, Yeah, if they pop up on our, in our network again, we can get rid of them. I mean, they're more of a nuisance than anything. I feel almost bad for them. Imagine... And I, I point over at Roken. 
Imagine looking like that. <laughs> Life's hard enough as it is, right? Do we really need to add anything to that? I think you're right. Let's, you know, let them off with a good old warning, and they should be good. I think it's safe to say they've learned their lesson, and anything's for sure. His girlfriend is not going to let him come anywhere near this place. Um... Are they all conscious? Like, are they just, like, listening to us talk? Well, it depends on how far away you guys are. I was, like, I was assuming we were, like, standing right in front of them, all tied up in front of us. <laughs> if you want it to be that way, it can be that way. <laughs> all right, you guys. I know you just heard everything we talked about, but uh, do you think that's fair? You're not coming back to this place, right? You promised to be good if we just let you go outside the swamp. You see that Rokin, Vinny, and Washa are all actively holding Camellia back from just throwing herself at you guys. <laughs> and Rokin's like, okay, yeah, we'll get out of here. I never want to see any of your faces again. Never want to hear your voices again. Never want to smell your whiff upon the air. If I ever hear so much as a single thing about any of you ever again, you're going gonna be sleeping with the seals all right works for me and i'll pull out 20 coins from my purse from washitong and give each of them five all right we'll get you out of here and that should be able to get you on your way yeah how'd you folks get in here anyway maybe you can like give us a ride the desert's pretty rough we walked oh shoot okay fine i guess we'll walk anyway but we're not gonna be walking with you yeah you know, the sandbenders are every which way. If you use some of those coins, I'm sure they'd be willing to at least get you to some sort of settlement. Yeah, I suppose so. And as he's saying this, he's taking the five coins you've given him and he opens up this big old sack that's just jingling full of coins <laughs> and he tosses them in there. They make little clinks and he cinches it back up. Don't look at me like that, Zaya. Whatever, whatever. It was the right thing to do. Let's, let's just get them out. Let's guide them out of the swamp and make our own way, okay? All right. Cue me. She comes walking on over and her cheeks are kind of red from all of the pinching from Mama Millie, but she looks at you with kind of a hard to read look on her face. I just wanted to say thank you. You were surprised that someone like me, someone who I believe the term you used was old, could somehow be not wise. Well, I think you are a good example that wisdom doesn't have too much to do with age. You are already wise beyond your years. So thank you for what you taught me. She looks down bashfully and says, Well, I'm thankful for everything that you all have taught me as well. Um, I think... I probably should stay here a while longer. I need to diplomatize a little bit with Mama Million Ruby Pan. Um, but you've got me thinking a lot about what I want to do with my life, where I want to go, the kind of things I want to accomplish. And like Amar said, I know you guys have got lots of important stuff you need to do, but maybe after you're done with that, uh, if I'm still here, then maybe we can do something together. I mean it. I want to help you find your parents. If that's something you want to do. And, I mean, if you want to be like a pen pal, that could be fun too. She furrows her eyebrows and says, a pen, you say? A quill pal. Uh, is that is, is something that you write with? Um, oh, oh, we just we just use sticks of charcoal out here. Oh, but we could do we could be charcoal pals. Okay. <laughs> and she reaches her thumbs into one of the cooking fires that is guttering down, and she gets some soot on them, and she wipes the soot underneath each of her eyes, and then reaches up and wipes underneath each of your eyes as well. I'm just gonna wrap her up in a big hug. 
Uh, she hugs you back and over your shoulder, she looks over at Amar and Jetsune and her eyes are kind of bugging out from being swollen so hard. And she's just like, does she always get this emotional? Yes. Yeah, usually, yes. All right. Uh, well, we are going to get out of your hair. <laughs> um, and if anything comes up, you, you just charcoal it, send it out. I will be here in a jiffy, okay? You can address it to the library. Just the library. And whoever I send it with will know where to find that. I'm sure we can send a pigeon or a messenger hawk or something like that, right? When we get back to the library, Zaya, you send a messenger hawk. So that way you open the lines of communication. Perfect, perfect. All right. We can work from there. You might want to say Wan Shi Tong's library. But all other libraries pale in comparison to our great library, so in my eyes, it truly is the library. All right, he's about to get really long-winded. Well, we're gonna go. <laughs> and she gives all three of you little hugs, and she says, I don't know where things are gonna take me from here, but I'm sure it's gonna be exciting, whatever it is. Absolutely. Just remember, with great power comes great responsibility to prank. Yeah, I'm still mulling that one over in my head. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I'll keep thinking about it. Okay, that's all I ask. All right, you lot. I'm going to call them a lot now because you didn't like folks. All right, you lot, up on your feet. We're getting out of this swamp. And they all follow you through the muck, through the bogs. Camellia and Washa are just the entire way complaining about their shoes, getting all muddy and whatnot. But eventually you do make it to the edge of the foggy swamp, to the desert itself. And you look out in the distance and you're like, hey, any any giant rhinoceros beetle tracks? Maybe, maybe. It ran away pretty fast. It ran away really fast, yeah. It's been a few days. And you look out <laughs> across the windswept dunes, uh, no sign of any beetles at the moment. But Rokin turns towards all of you and says, well, see you never. Hold up, hold up. Oh. And before any of them go, even I'd say before we untie them, I'm going to go to each of them and take a very small piece of each of their hair, like a little lock from the back of their head, and hold it up dramatically, looking at them all very seriously. Say, now listen, you lot. You guys have been troublemakers for a long time. We were sent to find you once, but now that we've found you, it will not be so hard in the future. And I take their locks of hair, and I hold them up in front of me, and I dramatically burn them with my fire bending in front of me. And as the smoke goes up, I'll take a big inhale with closed eyes, and then I open them and stare at them each individually with one just staring straight into their eyes. And I say, okay, I have your scent now. I can track you wherever you go. If any of you cause trouble ever again, I will know it, and I will find you. And Washa leans over towards Camille, and she's like, he's so obsessed with me. <laughs> and Vinny at that point is just like, oh, man. All right, be gone with you, all of you, before I get angry. Are they headed north or south? They start heading south. Oh, dang it. We can't walk that same way. I was going to head, whatever. We'll go west, right? That's where we need to go. 
I just, in my mind, the swamp is to the east. Uh, I think the swamp is southwest of the library. Yeah. So I guess that depends on where you want to go next. I think it would be good to go to the library. <gasps> yes. Yes, we want to go back to the library before we go places. We got to go get Fifi. Yes, we need Fifi. And you need to send your hawk. And honestly, I have been lugging this bag of books around for a long time, and I just need to return <laughs> them. My back's hurting, and I haven't used these books more than like twice. It's not worth it. This was a mistake, and I say that about books, so you know it's a real mistake. All right, so you guys start heading on your way, walking back to the library out across the dunes. Uh, let's have one of you roll a luck check to see if you run into some sandbenders along the way who might be able to give you a ride. Do you want to do that? Sure. I feel like Christian should do it. He's the luckiest. He really is, um, but I got a seven. All right. Yeah, you find some sandbenders. Uh, in fact, you find Takushi. Um, he is not excited to see you guys. Oh, <laughs> we got him fired. Oh. <laughs> we didn't get him fired. Did, no, no. He got himself it fired. It was our fault. Yeah, he, he comes wafting his way up. He's like, oh, hello out there. Oh, <laughs> you folks. You folks over here. Um, Takushi. Hey. Yeah, it's good, good to see you again. Oh, boy. How you been doing? Oh, it's been a busy time. Would you be heading towards the library or the oasis? Anywhere closer, we'd appreciate it. We've just come from the foggy swamp, and it's a long way to go. Oh, yeah. I just uh, am on my way back to the Misty Palms Oasis. Got some business deals that I'm doing with the beetle-headed merchants over there. So uh, I suppose I could let you pitch a little bit of a ride, maybe. We'll pay you. We'll pay you. And uh, and we can get Wan Tong to probably pitch in even more than what we have. Oh, but... that, that would be appreciated, yes. I, I could use a little extra. I'm, I'm not very liquid at the moment, I'm afraid. Yeah, if you could pitch in a little bit of extra. Uh, you know, scratch money, get myself some chow, then that'd be mad appreciated. Absolutely. I can make you a pie. I've seen what your pies do, Jetsu, and I appreciate the offer, but I, I'm a working man. I mean, not anymore. You got fired, right? Anymore. Okay, <laughs> Zai, Jetsu, you want a ride? Just the two of you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was insensitive. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can uh, ride in the back with the cargo. Okay, that's fair. You start loading up onto the Sand Sailor. Jitsun and Zai, you get into the front. Amar, you go to see what the cargo is. And uh, it's a bunch of giant rhinoceros beetle dung balls. <laughs> That's great. Fun fact about rhinoceros beetle dung balls. They're prized in the lower ring of bossing, say, for their fertilizer. That's great, Jetsun. Thank you. It just peters off into a droning lecture about agriculture. Yeah, you and Tokushi talking back and forth. You know, he, similar to his brother Bari, has quite an interest in the agricultural ways of the Earth Kingdom. And you eventually make it back to the Misty Palms Oasis. Anything you guys want to do here before you head to the library? Not particularly, just the uh, traditional sneaking a lick on the giant ice thing. All right. <laughs> you guys head on your way then back to Wanshi Tong's library. You pick up a beetle to get from here and there. And when you arrive back at the doors of Wanshi Tong's library, sure enough, there's Zhong Tao and Yung Tan waiting for you. Zhang Tao, when he sees you, gives a very stiff salute, and Yung Tan does as well and says, Well, how was the mission? It's in progress. Um, the books have not been retrieved, but our tenuous lead has become a solid lead. We should be able to head out from here after we've dropped these books off and gotten ourselves a little more ready. We are facing an opponent that's rather daunting. So what you're saying is you know where to find Taya? 
maybe. Probably. Hmm. You, you said you had a very solid lead, and now you're saying probably you know where she is? Zhang Tao, let me show you what I learned. And I grab his arm, and I go up to wherever my plants are, so I can show him plant bending. <laughs> Don't forget to show one she tongue. Yeah, you guys are back at home base. You've each got some downtime. What would y'all like to do? What would you folks like to do? Oh, <laughs> um, yes, I would like to show, honestly, anybody that will listen to me, this plant bending, especially Wan Chi Tong, and show him all the stuff that we've learned, culture stuff, bending things, just go over in detail the whole thing. Um, after I'm done showing him all of that, um, uh, I, also, one more thing before I, I go and take care of some other stuff. I wanted to say thank you for taking me in. I know that when I got here, I was not the most pleasant person to be around <laughs> with everything that was going on in my brain. Um, and I've worked through a lot of it on this trip. And I've come to really appreciate those around me a lot more and trusted me a lot more. Um, so I, what I wanted to say was thank you for having faith in me, even when I didn't. And I am i know he hates it, but I'm going to give him a hug. <laughs> you put your arms around him, and he's still like three to four times taller than you, so it's just kind of around his big feathery belly. As you're kind of like nuzzling your face into his feathers, he says, Your spirit has been cleansed. You had a positive experience then in the swamp. Even when it didn't seem positive, it was needed. So, yes. Ah, well, I was going to try and turn this into a lesson, but you've already learned the moral. I think I've been here long enough. I'm starting to learn more and be more like you, so. Well, we should keep you around here for longer, then. Your wisdom could be much good to share with others. That would be nice. You can let go now. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, let me know if you need anything. I'm going to go run and uh, finish getting some stuff ready. I know we're heading out again here pretty soon, but... Thanks. <laughs> yes, certainly. I'm going to go find Amar, but you go off and have fun. Okay, bye. And Amar, what have you been up to? Uh, he'll find me in the workshop working on Fifi. Yeah, so when you arrived, one of the first things that you noticed was there was a whole bunch of shiny new parts in here. Ooh. And as you're kind of ogling over these, Wanshi Tong steps in and says, I took the liberty of directing Zhang Tao to craft some new pieces for your contraption here. I noticed that some of them were rattling around in strange ways, maybe a bit battered and bruised from your previous travels. So hopefully these will be able to serve you better. Thank you so much. This is incredible. This will help us so much. I can't wait. Thank you. Yes, of course. And he peers at you again with those wide, kind of hard-to-read eyes, and he says, Your mind is more complete than it was when last I saw you. It is. We, the foggy swamp is incredible. I mean, we had a lot of inspiring things happen there. And also, I remembered some more. In fact, there, there was quite a lot since we left the library. Much is coming back. I would suspect that some of the things that you have regained in completing your mind are perhaps not the most pleasant things to have learned. Yeah, you could say that. And your feelings about this situation? About the things you have regained? You know, some of these memories were very hard. Especially when they first came, it was hard to take that new information and make it fit into my world again. But I think I have come to realize over the past few days that, painful or not, 
difficult to deal with or not, it's still a part of me and I need to, I need to have it. He starts kind of clacking his talons on the very finely fitted stones. There's kind of this staircase that leads up into this workshop area you've set up and looks down at his talons as he's kind of clacking on those giant stones there and says, bear in mind that the bricks which might weigh you down were you to merely carry them on your back are those same bricks which can elevate you to new heights. That is what it feels like sometimes. It feels like a burden at first, but later on it does help. It helps us to find the next step, you know? Yes, a brick placed correctly leads to another correct brick placement until finally your stairs have led you to where you were hoping. Where is the end goal, Wanshitang? And he gives a little chuckle. The eternal question of mortals such as yourselves. For you, the end seems so imminent, does it not? There is a place you are headed, one single goal ahead of you. Perhaps the question is, if there was no end, what would you do? If you could continue on as you are, not worrying about everything coming to an end eventually, how would you spend that time? I like that perspective. And to be honest, I think I would keep doing what I am doing now. Then you are doing a very good thing. You see before you one of the great spirits, a being from eternity to eternity. But always remember, Amar, and he places a single talon against your chest very lightly. You have a spirit inside of you as well. Does it look like an owl? Uh, always gave me some old wolfish vibes, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I can deal with that. I love Wan Tong saying the word vibes. <laughs> Wan Tong is mostly vibes. <laughs> well... Don't let me interrupt you from your work. I'm going to go off back to the planetarium. It is running perfectly, better than I could have imagined. I'm so glad. Let me know if anything breaks down. I'm happy to fix it. Of course. And he goes flapping off towards the planetarium. And I will continue to work on Fifi, especially with these new materials that I have to work with and maybe do some proper repairs. Yeah, since you have already attempted the repair before, since you've got these new parts from Wan Tong, let's go with that uh, sort of new Powered by the Apocalypse Advantage system that we kind of talked about. So you're going to roll 3d6 and take the two highest numbers. Okay, and what am I rolling with? Let's rely on your skills and training. Okay... That is a 13. Ooh, yeah. You look at all of those old kind of busted pieces and you're like, well, that's why it wasn't working. This thing's got a big old crack down the side. <laughs> you take all these old like compartments and bits and bobs and toss them kind of off into the corner and they clang and they rattle like stuff moving around inside of them that should not be moving around inside of them. You take the new pieces, put them all into place and you go to rev it on up. And ooh, it is the perfect amount of purr. <laughs> vroom, vroom, Fifi. You're back. And I will just, without anybody, I'm going to go cruising in the desert for an hour or so. Just driving around, enjoying the wind in my face, and uh, taking her all the way up to 60 and make sure she still sounds good. <laughs> and yep, it's wonderful. All of these new pieces, they're even better than the ones that you started out with. It's just a thrill going through, feeling the wind through your hair, through your big old mustache. It's kind of coming unwaxed as the wind is just bustling through it. <laughs> but, you know, you can just wax it up again later. For now, it's just you <laughs> and your motorcycle. Vroom, vroom. And Jetsoon, what have you been up to? Uh, the first thing I do is I go to Shinlai and I plop down my books and I say, 
I hope none of these are overdue. And she says, I hope none of them are waterlogged. She starts going through them one after another. Uh, roll a luck check for me. I love her. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a nine. Yeah, there are a couple books here and there that got a bit of dampness on them. And she's like, oh, what is this book anyway? And it's like treatises, just like economic records of stuff going back and forth between Taku and Bossing Say. Oh, no. Just all this ridiculously boring stuff. And she's like, well, I guess you were the only one who would have wanted to read this anyway. <laughs> I can still remember most of it. I'll, I'll try and make a copy next time I'm back here. I feel horrible. Those are very important works. Oh, you should feel horrible, Jetsun. You should feel just, you should feel the worst right now. <laughs> I do. I, I really, really do. Go ahead and mark guilty on your... <laughs> Oh, I can't. I don't have guilty. Sorry, remorseful. Yeah, remorseful probably would be the most, uh, do you want to mark remorseful, Jetsun? No, I'm just the worst. Um, you know what? I'll do it. I'll mark remorseful. <laughs> okay. No. And then I will immediately try to clear it. Well, yeah, what's the clear condition for remorseful? <clears throat> for remorseful, I attempting to make genuine amends for past wrongs. So I'm going to just kind of grovel and say, I apologize. Here, I'll put them back in the stacks. I'll go down. You don't have to do I, I apologize. I'll put them back in the stacks. Oh, actually, you know what would really help this situation even more than that? If you could go find Zaya and get one of those lychee snow cones for me, that would really help the book situation. Of course. You understand the category system better than I do anyway. So if a snow cone helps, I'll get a snow cone. Perfect. Jetsun, <laughs> you are wonderful and you should feel like an amazing person. <laughs> um... I would like to spend a bit of time eavesdropping and spying on my friends. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, I want to definitely watch Zaya as she interacts with Wan Shi Tong and has that whole moment from inside the stacks, kind of just being a proud grandpa, like, she's come such a long way. And then after she leaves, that's when I'll get the, the snow cone. And then I will just go up high and try and watch Amar do donuts in the parking lot. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, he's like, at some points, he's like skidding across the sand and almost running into one of the giant rhinoceros beetles. Oh no, he's too fast and too furious. <laughs> Man, I'm firing him again. I'm firing him. Um, but mostly I would like to take this time and just re-center myself. You know how it is after you've been on a trip and you come home and you really get to like be home for a minute. Mm -hmm. Like, I know we have to head out again, but I'm really just trying to like put in my roots, ground myself. And I hope we spend, we're going to spend at least one night here, right? Just sleeping in my own bed. And so I'd like to just get back to my library roots. All right. You guys get a nice night of rest. How are we looking on, like, fatigue and conditions and whatnot? Probably not too bad, right? Uh, I have two fatigue. I, yeah, I had two fatigue and think Amar's set. Yeah, I have nothing. Amar is perfect. Yeah, this night here in the library should be enough to get rid of that fatigue for you. Sick. Perfect. Going out ready to conquer the world. Quick question. Am I misremembering? Did we have, did we already do all of our growth and advancement stuff or did we get another Good one? call. You no. two both got one because of my move. Otter penguins, unagi, and hot springs. That's when right. When I asked about it, we talked about the tree. And so you two mark growth. You can either use it to clear a fatigue or mark growth. <laughs> Those two do not seem equal to me. No. <laughs> yeah. So both of you can mark growth from that. And I figure, you know what? 
You guys have had a couple more exciting encounters there. Do you want to ask some growth questions again? Man, yeah. Let's do it. So here's the thing. I only have one growth left to mark, so that one from Jet Soon makes me advance automatically. And now I'm finally starting out with a fresh growth track again. So if you advance, you'll fully advance again. You'll get two of them. That'd be sweet. Okay, so let's uh, go through these questions here. Let's start with Amar while we're kind of talking about you. Did you learn something challenging, exciting, or complicated about the world? Yes, indeed. So many things. Yeah, I think once again, we can say that's going to be true for all three of you. Uh Uh-huh. And probably similarly for did you stop a dangerous threat or solve a community problem? Yep. Whole swamp swallower situation. And then, Amar, did you guide a companion towards balance or end the session at your center? Center, yes. For one of the only times. (laughs) All right. And then the last question for Amar. Did you try to make amends for past mistakes or prove you're a different person now? Yes to that as well. Yep. You spent your entire foggy swamp vision trying to figure out how do I make amends for these scrolls that got stolen. Mm -hmm. So that's all four growth ticks. And that's two advancements for Amar in the same session. Dang, Amar. Oh, I'm stoked. All right. Let's go to Zaya next. It's me. So we already have those first two are yes for you. Next, did you got a companion towards Bouncer and the session at your center? Yes. And final question for you, did you improve the lives of a community of average citizens or help an ordinary person with their problems? Yes. Yeah, I mean, three people would still be stuck in that swamp swallower at this point, (laughs) possibly even more if you hadn't helped out. And so did you get an advancement? Yes, just one advancement. (laughs) All right. And then, oh, Jetsun, our poor old elder who can no longer (laughs) mark growth by asking these questions. (laughs) Sucker. (laughs) I feel like I've grown anyway. I haven't advanced, but I've grown. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, here's what I will give to you to kind of make up for the situation. While your friends are off advancing and gaining new moves and whatnot, you're doing some studying, ever the studious person. And you remember what Amar had said about that village I saw in my vision. It was one of, if not the oldest, Fire Nation colonies in the Earth Kingdom. And you're looking through some old records. And what's that? The very first Fire Nation colony? A little place called Yudao. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, that's all I wrote down. (laughs) When you had mentioned Yudao the first time, all I wrote down was hometown, Fire Nation. <laughs> I was like, oh, I remember writing something down, but it, it was... <clears throat> so now we have a... literally the same thing. <laughs> now we have a specific town to go to, not just somewhere on the west, so that is helpful. Um, would I be able to mark these two as my protégés? Ah, yeah. What's the condition again for marking somebody as your protégé? So when I guide and comfort them and they embrace it, I can mark them as a protégé, which... I did during the transition into the Elder. Yeah, I'll say, yeah, we'll give you that. Why not? Well, I mean, it it doesn't let me advance anytime soon necessarily, Mm -hmm. but... Puts you on the track towards it at least. I will put down Zaya and Action and Amar and Connection. Yes, and so now the way that you advance is when either of these two shift their center towards that principle, you can clear their name from their list and that's when you take an advancement. So either they have to choose to move their center or they have to lose their balance and move their center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, hasn't happened yet that we've had somebody move their center. We'll see what happens. All right, I will mark that there. So, one other thing that we haven't done in a while for Amar, 
you have your making amends feature. Once per session, when you have tried your best to prove that you are a different, better person now through your actions, you can roll to see if you can get some benefits from that. Would you like to go for that one? I would. So we're going to take plus one for each yes that you answer. First, did you make amends directly to a person you harmed? Yes. Next, are you at your center? Yes. And did someone honestly thank you for your efforts or forgive you for your mistakes? Yeah. Yep, Kiyomi was very grateful to all of you. So, you can go ahead and roll plus three. Oh, 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 baby. That is a 12 on the dice, plus three for 15. Oh, wow. Wow. That's like the max you can roll ever in this setting, in this game. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so at this point... Charge your dice, kids. <laughs> it works. So at this point, you can choose two of these options, clear a condition, mark growth, or shift your balance towards connection, or you can unlock the next connection balance track space. Um, additionally, since you got such a good roll, and since you haven't done it yet to this point, I would allow you to potentially unlock two connection balance track spaces. Ooh, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna unlock two connection balance track spaces. All right. So for the first time in this campaign, Amar can actually move towards connection rather than control. Look at that. Ah, feels Dude. good. Look at that. Look at all of these advancements. Look at all of these ways in which we've been growing and learning. So Amar and Zaya, do either of you off the top of your head have any idea of what you want your next advancement to be? Uh, I want to unlock my moment of balance. Oh, nice. Yes. Here is the idealist moment of balance. The pain of the world can be overwhelming, but balance brings peace. You bring everything around you to a stop. Villains, arguments, disaster, and set the world right. Tell the GM how your compassionate actions end a conflict utterly and completely. Wow. It's a cool moment of balance. That it is. <laughs> and I feel like this is a good time to try. Mm-hmm. Man, now I have to have that in the back of my head for the rest <laughs> of the campaign. Just in case, because... Amar and Zaya both have their moment of balance unlocked at least to one degree, so mm -hmm. yeah. And Amar, you have two advancements. Any ideas what you want to do for those? I don't have any ideas yet. I'm going to have to look things over. Okay. Or talk to Christian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do that between episodes, and we'll pick back up with that at the beginning of next one. But before we close this one out, uh, Jetsoon, you have some information what would you guys all like to do just kind of wrapping stuff up here in the library before you head out for the next leg of your journey? I would like to get us all clean ponchos, fresh <laughs> press, new. Mm -hmm. Zaya, I've seen you and I've tolerated your ragged, burned poncho all the way from... I fixed it with ribbon! The buzzard wasp fight. <laughs> it has been driving me crazy. Jetsun has just been like grinding his teeth every night thinking about that poncho. It's a statement piece, gosh. And Jetsun and Amar, our ponchos are both, you know, swampified. So we're all going to get new stuff. And I'm not going to bring a lot of books. I'm probably only going to bring, like, ten books. Jetsun, you you realize we are taking Fifi now. You can take a lot of books. No, 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 no. Ten is good. Ten is good. Okay, ten is good. <laughs> ten is great. It was just last time I took nearly 30, and I didn't I didn't even use many of them. And, you know, when we went to Bossing, say there was a library there already. It's just, it, it, it hurt my back. But yes, I will be quite selective in the books I take, um, specifically books surrounding the history of the Fire Nation 
and whatever non-restricted books we have about the Avatar cycle and the Avatar. Because now that I know that's what they took, I'm gonna be picking through to see what they might be planning or just kind of to peruse at my own leisure. All right. And Zai or Amar, any other last minute things you guys want to do? Take a nice long bubble bath. <laughs> um, maybe spend some time that la- night before I go to bed just sitting on the roof, looking at the stars, hanging out with Marmar, giving him some almonds. I think I'm good. I'm just going to spend the time preparing, making sure I have everything ready for Fifi. I've got, you know, even a few things stored in the various storage compartments ready for repairs if necessary. Just making sure we are fully stocked and ready to go. All right. So the following day, you've got Fifi. You've got all your stuff repaired. You have a Walkman who's waiting at a restaurant called the Persimmering Dragon in the village of Yudao, the very same place that Taya apparently is from. And Wanshi Tong comes to see you off as you head off into the desert. And as Fifi vroom vrooms away into the distance, he follows the cloud of sand going far off over the dunes, just watching as you go before turning back and just kind of looking up at his library spires a little bit forlornly before heading back inside. Oh, poor Owlboy is sad. I forgot to send a letter to Kiyumi. (laughs) Oh no. Well, there's plenty of time. It's not like anything majorly drastic or bad is going to happen to prevent that from happening. We'll be fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Send it when we get back. (laughs) All right. All right. I feel less bad. Yep. You guys go heading off towards the next leg of your journey. And I think that's where we're going to pick up next time. Heading into the final act of this campaign. Ooh, boy. Wow. Oh, no. It's getting real, guys. It's getting very real. All the pieces are coming together. Well, we're going to have to see what happens in this final act of the campaign. But for now, thanks, everybody, for listening to ImpTab Avatar. And we'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Avatar Legends. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as anybody would to be sleeping in their own bed again for a nice night of rest after a long time in a very damp place. (laughs) If you go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to connect with us, you know, maybe you'd like to talk with Caleb about his motorcycle maintenance knowledge, then don't be afraid to reach out to us. There's not much there. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be a short conversation, but a powerful one. (laughs) Now it's time to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. First up, we've got Aaron Parrott, one of Jetsoon's preeminent scholars, preeminent students who's studying under his tutelage. Aaron is the only other person in the world who would have been interested in reading that book of economic exchanges between Taku and Bossing Say. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're going to have to wait for Jet soon to finish retranscribing that because this one is a little bit water damaged, unfortunately. Next person we're shouting out is James Walker. James is the one who constantly makes sure that the library has a vast supply of almonds for Marmar to snack on. <laughs> he imports them all the way from the agrarian zone of Bossing Say just for this sweet little hamster. Just so cute. 
And the last person we're going to shout out this time around is Mackenzie Peterson. Mackenzie! Hey! Mackenzie is the one who supplied the grits recipe for that big swamp bender feast. <laughs> she was going to do spider shrimp and grits, but everybody else was like, spider shrimp, that doesn't sound tasty. I have arachnophobia in my stomach now. I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> Same. That's all of our Sticker Club patrons we got for this week. We'll have more next week, but for now, thank you all very much. We love you, and we're glad to have you on the team. Now, let's do a round of plugs. Caleb, would you like to take that this time around? Absolutely. Once again, thank you, all of you imps, for being here. We're so grateful to have you. We have a sister podcast called iCast Fireball. That is a great time that you should go check out. Ned is a big-time player over there. We also have a huge backlog of fate campaigns. If you'd like to go through and listen to any of those, you can find those, and boy, they're fun. A personal favorite of mine is the Tension Builders. Haven't shouted (laughs) that one out in a while. Love that one. Mm -hmm. We also have a Patreon. Thank you so much for everybody who is already supporting us through that Patreon. You are helping to literally put food on the table over here for (laughs) little old me and my family. So thank you. And also, you're bringing new episodes, new bonus episodes, and... And eventually, we'll be bringing the fate campaigns back once we hit our goals on there. So thank you so much, and you're doing good stuff. And finally, I would like to plug a YouTube channel I discovered recently. It is called Cinema Therapy, where two friends, um, one is a licensed therapist, and the other is an unlicensed filmmaker. They talk (laughs) about movies, and the therapist breaks down like the relationships and the therapy stuff in there, and then the filmmaker breaks down the filmmaking stuff. And it's just a really good time. I have vastly enjoyed their videos, and I uh, have watched quite a lot of them. And (laughs) I've learned a lot, too. So go check them out if you can. Not a sponsor, not a partner or anything, just something cool that I found that I think you guys might enjoy. Right on, right on. Well, everybody, thanks so much for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar, 10,000 Things. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Caleb Anderton playing Amaru Kami. McKenna Steele playing Zaya. And Christian Randall playing Jetsoon of the Library. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. Side note, firebenders are perfect for crème brûlée makers. Oh, yeah. I just had that brief realization. And... We talked about this when uh, we all were on cactus juice. We did? Oh, okay. <laughs> and that explains why Zaya doesn't remember it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>